0: Bridge toll, California customer service number.
1: Highway miles to the gallon. Ford Focus.
0: Thailand cave rescue operation.
1: What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California.
0: Best Western hotels. How
1: old is Ronaldo? What
0: happened with Big Brother? What took good engagement How long before give? a wedding should I send out save the dates? How many games in the first series? Use of IMAP NBA to playoffs. check
1: find email best on best other email clients. Identify That's fonts from Where M&M. to find we four the best years. And stuff. And stuff. We Welcome down. to the the Voices yeah,
0: of Search really podcast. Healthy. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about a new search engine. Joining us is Jordan Cooney, who's the co-founder and CEO of Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses scale their organic search traffic. And today, Jordan and I are going to talk about Href's new search engine, Yep. And this podcast is also sponsored by Href's. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health backlinks and organic rankings at no costs? All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the co-founder and CEO of Previsible. Jordan, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben, glad to be
1: here. How you doing?
0: Always good to hear from you. Excited to talk a little SEO. We're, we're getting close to the second half of the year. People are on vacation, but we've got what I think is some pretty big and some pretty fascinating SEO news. Something that we don't get to talk about very often We've got a new competitor in the search landscape. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting. This isn't the first foray in terms of new search engines being created, but certainly a unique one, to to say the least. That's for sure.
0: Well, I'll go on record first of saying, I love this company. They're a sponsor of the podcast. I am not going to say anything mean about them. And the truth is, it's it's because I genuinely like the people that work there. And I think it's an interesting take on a product. I'm not saying that I think that everybody's going to abandon Google for Href's YEP search engine. But I do genuinely like the company and wanted to get that out there at first. All right, so I'm a shill. Jordan, you tell me what Ahrefs has done and what the product is.
1: Yeah, so YEP is a search engine. It's intended on being a non-specific. Full encompassing search engine. So you see a lot of other search engines nowadays that are popping up that are very like targeted to either a category or some specific like line, like product search or something along those lines. This is not what YEP is intended to do. It's intended to be a fully functioning, fully capable search engine. It is created by the founders and the team over at AHREFs, as you mentioned and they're claiming i think that this is the interesting part that their big claim is that 90% of the ad revenue will go to content creators and so they've got this strong identity at least that it looks like about getting the ad dollars that they make directly into the creators of the content now exactly how they will do that is is still somewhat yet to be seen
0: so let's talk a little bit about creating a search engine what i've heard is that Ahrefs spent $60 million creating a search engine. Is that enough to compete with Google? What do you think goes into actually creating the search engine? You know, talk to me a little bit about building a competitor in search.
1: Yeah. So $60 million is probably about the amount of money that Google spends in the... On toilet 30 seconds. Yeah. 30 seconds of the intro to this podcast. (laughs) So... It is literally a tiny, tiny fraction of the money that Google spends on a yearly basis, and they're spending $60 million to launch this. For reference, Ben, DuckDuckGo, which is also another search engine that's focused on privacy, they've raised over $170 million. So we're we're already looking at nearly triple the amount of money that Ahrefs is investing in. Yeah, but you know, this is a start and it's a starting place for them in their ability to kind of get this search engine off the ground.
0: And for what it's worth in defense of Ahrefs, and it's Ahrefs, not Ahrefs, $60 million is what they, uh, I've heard that they've spent. It doesn't mean that DuckDuckGo has spent $170 million. That's what they've raised. Now that said, relative to what Google invests in their search engine, it's smaller. So most of the time when somebody's creating a search engine, They have a little bit of a different take. You mentioned DuckDuckGo. Their take is privacy-centric, even though they've been caught sharing some data with the Microsofts of the world. We've seen Bing pop up as a true competitor. Obviously, there were some legacy search platforms as well. And it seems like Ahrefs is focusing on the creator economy, right? We're going to build a search engine to help creators monetize their content. Now, I understand why that's valuable from a creator and sort of from a balance and health of the internet perspective. But let's talk a little bit about the marketing of a search engine. Who's going to be using Ahrefs search engine because the creators are going to get money? Hopefully everybody that's listening to this podcast. But time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. That's previsible, p-r-e-v-i-s-i-b-l-e. io. Talk to me about your thoughts on on the positioning and the potential marketing of the search engine.
1: Yeah, so I think where you're going with this, Ben, and this is really important for all of our listeners to understand is that the concept of what we think of a search engine today is that it is, in essence, a it is a two sided marketplace. You have individuals who, whether they consciously or unconsciously do this, contribute their content, they contribute their websites to this ecosystem, this directory. And then on the other side, you have these advertisers who are pushing their ads and their content within this ecosystem. So that's one component of this two-sided marketplace. There are many other components to a search engine ecosystem. But The reason I bring that up is because to answer your question, the challenge for YEP is going to be how do you grow both the repository, so all these contributors that are putting content in there, you can crawl the internet, you can try to collect all that data. That in and of itself is a massive, massive challenge. You have to get the supply side of these, these advertisers. And then there's this other component that is the searchers, the people who use the search engine and why it's a useful directory or a useful resource, all of those are massive uphill battles that I don't think are going to be easy for any search engine to unpack. And I barely scratched the surface on the depth and the necessity that any company is going to have to go into to make those make any of one of those three streams of this marketplace work.
0: It's one of the big things that I had questions about when I read Ahrefs is launching a search engine. Cool. Kudos to you. I like the positioning. I like the noble cause of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that it makes sense that a search company has access to the crawl data and the data scientists to be able to build something really interesting and competitive. But who's abandoning Google to start searching on YEP is really my question. And so it'll be interesting to see how Ahrefs continues to market the search engine beyond just the launch. Now, the launch in itself is successful marketing for raising the awareness of Ahrefs, right? Maybe people that are outside of the SEO market are starting to now learn about their business. I wonder what the long-term plan is from a marketing perspective. Jordan, have you tested the product yet?
1: I mean, I've used it a little bit. It has a very minimalist view and experience, not a ton of flash, not a ton of refinements like you will find on Google, which I like. There is certainly some features and integrations that they've introduced probably through the, the collection of their data that's quite impressive features such as like Having a a site links inside of a SERP ranking, the ability to uh, showcase a full URL and and kind of like the access to both the URL as well as the the clicking through to the actual meta title. So little simple things that other search engines, all these things sound like super rudimentary and basic because we're all used to using them on Google. But like when you're building a search engine from scratch, these are all like simple features that you don't think about and you need to like kind of comprehend. They have kind of this, instead of having this kind of like ranking of the listings, like one, two, three, four, five, they kind of have more of a infinite like scroll type like experience where you can just keep seeing more. So interesting features and functionality, again, very minimalist, nothing super complex here but certainly a a great starting place.
0: My initial thought is a lot of blue links, right? (laughs) Just kind of looks like an early version of Google with simplicity, not all the modules that you see now. What I thought was interesting, I'm searching the term MarTech right now. And I did it at first and got all excited because my podcast, the MarTech podcast showed up as the first result. And then I realized that I wasn't using an incognito window. And when I went to an incognito window, all right, Martech is still on the first page. Martech pod right there. Pretty exciting. But what was interesting to me, I also saw try searching on, and it's got a couple different search engines listed there. Try searching on Google. Try searching on Bing. Try searching on Mojik. I've never actually heard of that search engine. (laughs) and then try searching on DuckDuckGo. Why do you think Ahrefs has started to focus on promoting other search engines and basically as the third result on their search engine?
1: Yeah, so I actually think that this is a really smart move on their part. It's really tough to be differentiated when there's a real pure monopoly going on. I think that of all the search engines that have really spawned, Recently, DuckDuckGo is probably doing the best job of that because they've got this strong privacy mantra that will likely benefit them greatly over a long period of time if they can stay afloat. But to answer your specific question, Ben, about why they're featuring these other search engines, because in essence, I think that they've recognized the reality that it's a very long journey to displace Google And the best way to actually win is to create a frictionless environment where users can go use Google and other search engines without like, having to open a new tab in a browser. And that kind of experience will benefit you greatly in terms of just regaining users and and keeping users on the site. I will note, and I know this is a bit of a pivot from your question, that their search rankings are really unique. I've done a lot of searches on YEP, kind of broad match type searches like shoes and best restaurants and things like that. And the listings are really uh, an eclectic set, let's just say. Websites that I normally am not accustomed to seeing when I do those kinds of searches. Brands that I, I am aware of, but normally haven't seen in the rankings for these kinds of searches. So it's, it's kind of interesting how they've created their own methodology behind rank and what is considered to be a top ranking web page.
0: Can I tell you my favorite feature that they got? I think it's really interesting how they're sort of matching their content and and queries. They have a did you mean section. And so when I search for SEO podcast, you know what their did you mean like autocorrect example was? Nope. Or their autocorrect suggestion was?
1: No, no, what is it? Well, Tell if me.
0: you're looking for SEO podcast, you obviously misspelled it and you're looking for sex podcasts. I just <laughs>
1: thought that was hilarious. I think that
0: is funny. That <laughs> well, anybody, if you're looking for sex podcast and you stumbled on the Voices of Search <laughs> podcast, I'm sorry if we disappointed you. But anybody that was interested in SEO and is interested in the app search engine, hopefully we hit the mark. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. Join us again tomorrow when Jordan and I continue our conversation, talk about whether podcast SEO is actually a thing. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is jt Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our show's handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. -J Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are are always in the data.